Did you know that right now there's a group of people running the business of their dreams? They are respected leaders in their field, working with clients they love and serving them profitably. Now, are they famous? Depends on who you ask. They're not signing autographs at the grocery store or taking selfies every five minutes. They're not trying to be everywhere on social media. Yet when they show up at trade events and conferences, they are recognized and sought after. They're the ones everyone else looks up to. They're the next generation of thought leaders in their space. So what's their secret? Well, they've become famously influential to the right people, and so can you. Today, we'll dig into the story of one of these leaders and deconstruct how they became micro-famous. You won't just come away inspired, you'll come away with a new strategy and a new way of thinking. So while your competition is scattered, chaotic, and chasing every shiny object, you can move forward with confidence and clarity. I'm your host, Matt Johnson, agency founder and author of Microfamous. And if you're ready to become famously influential to the right people, let's get started. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Microfamous Podcast. I have a fun conversation today about video to share with you. I have a fellow agency owner on the podcast today, Pat Altvader. She's the founder of AFP Marketing, which is a family-run marketing agency. And uh, she's also the publisher of Soar to Success magazine which I was uh, privileged to be featured in. You may have seen that come out by the time this podcast has, uh, has been made public. And so she was one of the pioneers really in video marketing for service professionals, coaches, and speakers. She's also the host of the Sword to Success podcast. And so we've got a, a few things that we cover on today's um, conversation, but one of, the, one of the first things that really stuck out to me is she had like a really ninja strategy for, for leveraging relationships with influencers to meet other potential clients. And I would love for you to hear that because there's so few people that think about marketing and attracting clients through the lens of relationships, especially relationships with influential people who can send you a constant stream of referrals. It's something that we talk about in the Microfamous book because I, I've learned it from other folks uh, and put it into action in unique ways in my agency. But Pat even did something that I hadn't thought of, so I'm excited for you to hear that. But we also talk about the difference between raw video, like something like a Facebook Live or an Instagram Live, versus professional video, which is what her agency has, has been selling for quite a few years, and the fact that there's still a role for both and how those two things work together and why Facebook Live will really never replace the need for professional videos. We also talk about once you have professional videos, all the things that you can do in terms of leveraging that content because that's actually what led her to create the Soar to Success magazine, which is her main thing right now. And, and it's interesting to see that journey from just asking herself the question, how can I leverage the assets that I'm already creating in my business? And that actually led her to the next evolution of the business. And, and, and she's going through that again. Uh, she's working behind the scenes on even the next evolution of the agency based on that same question. What are the, what are the things, what are the different ways that I can leverage the skills that we've built running video marketing for speakers and coaches and local service professionals that can be packaged in a different way to create something that's even more valuable. And I think that's a question that we need to be constantly asking ourselves. So as you're listening, I hope you're keeping that in mind that yes, we're talking about video and putting it into your marketing and things like that. But I want you to pay attention to what Pat is saying about the evolution of her own business because I think there's a lot of parallels and some great keys on decision-making that you can draw from her experience to help you in your own decision-making for your own business because there's a lot of lessons there to learn. So 
I'm excited for you to, uh, to check this episode out. Uh, make sure to check out the magazine, Soar to Success. You can find probably my feature there. Uh, you can uh, check my episode of her podcast out as well. If you go to Apple Podcasts, if you go to Spotify, whatever, Soar to Success. So you can uh, check that out and just get connected with her. So let's jump in with Pat. Pat, thank you so much for joining the show. I appreciate it. Oh, I am so excited. Can't wait. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about. Yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit, uh, starting with your, your journey. So before we get into the background of how you've become known for video and video marketing for the circles that you run in, I want to get a sense of just what you're doing now so people understand where you fit into the scheme of things. And especially if you were to meet somebody, which you often do at networking events and, uh, and just through local networking and things like that, how do you tell people and explain to them what you do? Well, we tell them that we work with people who are trying to break through all the noise online and, and be seen as the expert that they truly are. And we do it with what we call evergreen assets, or sometimes we call them elite uh, expert extensions. Mm -hmm. So they're really extensions of their personality that they can use over and over and over again. And so it could be video, that's our main business video, or it could be being on the cover of our magazine, it could be on our podcast, it could be just being a contributor to our magazine. Mm -hmm. So this is perfect for people who are, launching a new product or creating a new online course or have a book coming out that really need this fast visibility to speed up the process for them. Speed up the process of, uh, yeah, and I would say visibility and credibility and authority because the, the way that you're doing that is designed to present them as an expert. Um, yeah. So one of the things, so we'll get into that. We'll, we'll have these, um, I want to get into the conversation of just how authority and credibility is shifting in how it's built. So we'll get to that in a, in a bit. I want to dive into your story first. So take me back a little bit, because you mentioned that the video has become your bread and butter. Take me back to when you were first starting to experiment with that, and how did you arrive at focusing on video above other ways of marketing? I did it because people were asking, but this was way back before video was really cool. <laughs> it was early on, and uh, I had written a book, in 2008. And then right after the book came out, it came out on 8808. You know, that was uh, supposed to be a really good omen for that yeah. book, 8808. <laughs> and then uh, there was this crash. And But in the meantime, I was doing these videos for my book and myself getting exposure called Conscious Transformation Moments. They were related to the book, which is called Choose Success, Ignite the Power Within. And so I was doing those here in my little home office with this little flip camera that the National Speakers Association at that time was teaching us to use. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I would run over to my computer and I'd look at it and, you know, <laughs> edit it with the uh, Windows Movie Maker or yeah. something like that, you know, <laughs> really tough notch. Yeah, and exactly. so, um, I started doing that and putting them out on social media, which also was very new. And uh, some people here in my local area that I knew from my previous, I used to own some Curves for Women fitness franchises during the um, 2000s. And so people I knew uh, from there saw those and said, hey, could you do video for me? And I'm like, I can't show up at your office with my flip camera. Right. I, don't, I don't have the right microphone set up. I have nothing. So, um, so I actually, I created a, a, a program, an online program, basically, 
way back before that was cool too <laughs> on how to do video with this little flip camera and mm -hmm. how to how to find the place in your house for your background and how to get your sound right and get it recorded and then I would have them send it to me and then I would edit it with Windows Movie Maker <laughs> and uh, early in 2011 or mid-2011 I I had this uh, aha moment thinking if I put these people together, sort of like the BNI type, um, only one person per category mm -hmm. on a, a website rather than them each individually trying to promote it. Because again, the social media landscape was totally different back then, mm -hmm. that this might be really good for them. So um, that's what I did. So I got some people who were willing to try this out. And uh, they, uh, they would make their videos, send them to me. I would edit them, put them on this little platform. And I noticed that my theory was right, that somebody would come to watch one video, but that wasn't the one that our stats showed that they left the website on. They would look at other videos. So mm -hmm. they might come to see the accountant's tip, but then they would go look at a business coach tip. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I was doing that and, um, two things happened kind of right at the same time. A person who, um, runs a CRM system from Indianapolis saw one of my videos and was wanting to expand and reached out to me and I'm a sales professional from early on in my career, you know, and he was looking for somebody to rep the CRM and I'm like, nah, I'm not interested, but Hey, you know, he's like talking about video. I'm like, do you need video? Yeah. And so he told me that he knew everybody in Indianapolis that I could ever want to meet. And he would introduce me and I could start one of those same things like I have here in Toledo there. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, he did know the right people. And he introduced me to somebody and we were kind of off and running really quickly there. And then in the meantime, my son got home from college and took a look at the videos and said, oh, these could be much better. <laughs> <laughs> right. I love you, mom, but yeah. really. <laughs> Windows Movie Maker and the sounds and the lighting and, you know. So we switched to a model of we got better equipment and we started doing the videos for people and then we yeah. expanded across uh, the Midwest a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and that's interesting. There, there's, a lot, there's a lot we could dig into there because you made some, some critical decisions that that worked out well and and you are i would probably call it locally micro famous in in multiple different places right because you have yeah. kind of a um almost a, a beachhead so to speak of of small businesses in very specific places some of them where you know where you've lived or where you do live um and you're really not concerned necessarily with getting with with being famous everywhere because you've got there's enough business in any of those local areas for the service the way you've described it that you really only need to be famous in just a few of those key cities is that right that's exactly right mm -hmm. okay perfect so and then you did end up what's what's funny about that is it's exactly how i got into podcasting and it matches exactly what seth godin says which is don't start a business until people are asking you to yeah. So like I at know. every step of the way, you had people going like, hey, I, I, there's a need for this. Can we do this? Yeah. And, uh, and to me, yeah, that's, that's, the best, that's the best indication of where to go is where people are asking because that's, that's what they're willing to spend. Like that's the problem that's foremost in their minds right now, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. And so, over the years, things have changed a lot in the landscape that we're operating in. Yeah, as, tell me a little bit about it. What's, what's changed over the years? Uh, uh, social media has changed immensely, and uh, Facebook in particular. Mm 
So some of the people that were on the borderline of not being able to afford us, but decided to make that choice to invest in themselves and their marketing now are trying to do it on their own and, you know, learn on their own. And so we have shifted a little bit away from that one person per category. And now we're looking for um, people who want more little quick tips on social media. Like today, we just happened to film a, a new realtor, realtor here in our area who wants to put up some social media tips, but he also wants to create a training program for mm -hmm. other agents. So that's becoming more and more of the kind of thing that we do. Yeah. And that's, and that, that's more of the world. That's like, that's the exact world that I came out of actually business coaches in the real estate space. So I know that space really well. Uh, and it's a fun space to be in. And the thing is you mentioned something earlier. So when you notice the opportunity that people were coming to one central place and watching other people's videos and you kind of notice that as an opportunity and you went to other people, other clients and said, Hey, like, I'd like to try something. And they said, yeah, yeah let's, let's try it. Uh, I think we, um, we, we, we get that sort of thing happening the more and more that we go after the early adopting kind of affluent, really successful slice of whatever niche that we're in. And, and it seems like you've constructed it. So you have, um, with, with the maximum of, of kind of the one person per industry, or at least that following that model for a while, you end up attracting kind of the early adopters in a bunch of different niches. And those are all really successful people. And they're the ones that are the most likely to say yes to some crazy new harebrained idea that might not work. <laughs> but, that, but then they reap all the rewards when it does work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? and, a, and an interesting thing too, is that um, we went into towns where we didn't know people. <sighs> mm -hmm. Indianapolis, that, um, that guy was um, right, as I mentioned earlier, he did know the right people to introduce me to. And he introduced me to one woman who was highly credible in the area. And she introduced me to everybody else. And within two weeks, I had this, this network up and running in their area. And what she did was totally fascinating. She um, brought me into her conference room she had a big whiteboard with all the categories that I had sent her that I was looking for people. She had people's names underneath each. And then I sat there while she had people on speakerphone and she'd call them and she'd go, Hey Jack, there's this new thing coming to town and I'm going to be part of it. And I think you should be too. Could you meet with the founder Pat at uh, 1030 next Thursday? And they'd go, sure. <laughs> <laughs> she booked 17 appointments. That's Holy how much cow. credibility that lady had 17 appointments. And uh, everybody took her call and they were excited to hear from her because she's just that cool person. So wow. I went to the other towns looking for her. Mm -hmm. Never did find her exactly um, like that again, but I came close in the mm -hmm. other towns that I went to. So I looked for an influential person who knew people in all these categories and had them start introducing me. And it worked really great for me in Cleveland. It worked great in Pittsburgh. So um, that was just something that was phenomenal. Yeah. And it's, it's so funny because it's a, it's a direct illustration of something that we, that I, I kind of stumbled across that strategy in podcasting too, because I would notice that certain guests that I had on my show would be very influential in their space. And they'd start telling people about the podcast or even about my service. And I'd start to get you know, consultations booked from people just talking about the service behind the scenes because, and people responded to that because the person telling them exactly like what you said, they were influential, yes. right? They were someone that other people 
looked forward to getting their call, like look, looked forward to getting an email from. And I think we can like, just like you, you, what you did in terms of uh, looking for that person in a new area, I think we can do the same thing. And now we can meet them virtually. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> and so we can use things like your podcast to specifically target people that we think might be that kind of influencer. Cause if we can find them, yeah, like every, every one of those people is a gateway to a whole slew of referrals potentially. And yeah, and yeah, you, you completely proved that, which is, which is an awesome experience to have because most people never see that strategy. Yeah. Yeah. That we're perfect for us. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's shift gears a little bit and talk about the landscape now, because you and I both work with a lot of the same types of people. So coaches, consultants, thought leaders, speaker, authors, people that want to make change, like they want to make an impact in the world, right? Um, what's interesting though, is the more competition in that space, the more new coaches, new consultants, new authors and speakers come in, it's relatively easy to start a blog or a YouTube channel or even to write a book, right? Like somebody can pony up yeah. the money and have a book cranked out in, in two months. Yeah. So we're seeing the, the bar being raised for what, what does it mean to be credible? And, and to have authority in the market. So I want to shift gears and talk a little bit about just what you're seeing and, um, and what, what are the credibility indicators that people are looking to decide who, is, who has authority, who is, who, is the, who is the genuine article? What are people looking for now? Well, I really believe in Dory Clark's philosophy. Not sure if, you, um, if you're familiar with her, but she's written several books, one called Entrepreneurial You. And, um, and she believes there are three aspects that people need to really be seen as an expert. The first is quality content. Mm -hmm. And the second is a great network. And the third is social proof. Mm -hmm. And I think that those three things have become more and more and more important as people evaluate, well, which coach should I work with or which person should I trust to help me with this certain aspect. So I think when we talk about social proof, we're talking about things like the evergreen assets that I am uh, creating for people, but also testimonials and reviews and all those things and who's giving those for people. I think um, when people get referred even now, which a lot of people say that's their number one way of getting new business is they're being referred, that person doesn't just blindly go, you know, call them up. Typically, they're going to do some sort of research about them. And so those are the things they can find right away. The reviews, the testimonials, the social proof in, in terms of collateral, what podcasts have they been on, you know, that sort of thing. So yeah. I think those have become increasingly more important, especially as we see this influx of coaches coming into the marketplace that have gone through some sort of certification program, but don't really have um, clients. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that helps if you've had a little experience. So, um, so I think that people are looking for that kind of social proof. And then the quality content, I believe, is um, I have this infographic that shows video and writing and speaking and social media, and they sort of all inter, intermix. And mm -hmm. I think it's really important for people when they're looking at their content that they think about, well, what content resonates with them? So they, they don't go, oh, I have to do this because everybody says this is what you're doing now. Mm -hmm. But they pick what really feels good to them and what they can have joy creating. But I believe they need to have something in every aspect of that. So 
like for video, they need to be doing video either professionally or Facebook Live or they need online courses or they need video on their website, whatever it is. And then they need to have some sort of writing. So they should be writing a blog. They should be writing articles to be published places. And the, the more credibility the place that they have, mm -hmm. <laughs> their articles published, the, the bigger the social proof is for that content. So they're getting good content and good social proof at the same time. And then speaking is like live speaking or a podcast or a webinar or whatever it might be. And then all supported by, by social media. So to me, it feels like people who are really being seen as the expert have that whole mix of different yeah. things that they're working on. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, I mean, even, even guys that are not, um, let's say even folks that got big before social media. So Seth Godin's a great example, right? Permission marketing comes out in 99. Yeah. Um, Seth Godin's blog has for many years been his main source and the main way that he communicated with his audience, right? He's, he was a, a man of the written word. Yeah. But even he has a podcast now that just launched yeah. it in the last year. And it's great. Yeah. And, and then he also does his workshops, which are on video. And he's running ads on social media now. And it's him on video, right? Yeah. So even the people that, that natively weren't jumping into video right away are, are seeing the writing on the wall and getting into it. But they're not leaving writing behind. Yeah. They're doing this in, in addition to. So I think yeah. you're right about that. And then there was a point that you and I were talking about just behind the scenes because we both run agencies and we both do video that that you've gone more into the high end, right? Like, like the video quality is, is continuing to step up. And when you work with a professional agency, you end up with a professional product. And the question that a lot of people have is, well, why wouldn't I just do a Facebook live? And <laughs> yeah. you and I both agree there is a place for both. So my, my question yeah. for you is just what's, what's the case in a world of super authentic video? What's the case for the more professional video? I think the case for the more professional video is that you can be authentic. I think people uh, say uh, professionally done a video is not authentic, and that, that is not true. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll tell you, when we first started, we did not have a teleprompter. We just, I thought, because I did my little flip camera thing from, you know, just speaking, I thought people could be more authentic if they just spoke their, um, their thing. But once we started going to, uh, around to these different cities, like Indianapolis, uh, my videographer was constantly saying to me, we need a teleprompter. This is <laughs> please get a teleprompter. And I'm like, no, I want them to speak from their heart. And he's like, please, please, please. And then when we got the teleprompter, what I realized is that they weren't spending so much brain time thinking and worrying about what the next thing they were going to say was so they could be more authentic in their delivery <laughs> than when they were so panicked about, well, what's the next point I have coming up? in the mm -hmm. back of their mind. So he was right all along. I was yeah. wrong. But, um, but I think that that's a place that people kind of go wrong when they think uh, professional does, means that you're not authentic. Because mm -hmm. when you write your script properly and when you have good delivery skills and when you're really trained to be able to do it, you can do it well. And when you are a person who wants high-level companies to hire you, you need to look professional. Yeah. Right. All right. So let's talk about the magazine a little bit because you've shifted um, to where you're, mag you're taking the video content that you're creating and, and leveraging it in a really new and interesting way. So let's talk through what the magazine is, how it ties in with your business and what people get out of it. 
Yes. So probably about five years ago, I've been producing this magazine. We're in the sixth year now. But about five years ago, I thought, why don't I um, practice what I preach about uh, how you should be touching all the different things, writing and and speaking. And so I I decided to come up with this magazine idea where my um, script writers for their videos could could turn those into articles and get some extra exposure in a way that maybe their video doesn't reach. And so we started the magazine that way. And over time, it's, um, it's built up. And so now we have a really nice audience and we send it to a lot of emails. And so people are getting fantastic exposure with the magazine. And so I'm finding that for certain people, this is a really great thing to do as a one-time, be on the cover of the magazine one time. You have that to use forever when you're promoting yourself on your website, when you're talking to people, it gives you something to send them to. As well, a lot of my contributors are still my video clients. So they're contributing their articles and they're having another place to send people besides just the videos. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, so if somebody wants to get in touch with you about being on the cover of the magazine or being featured in the magazine, what's the best way for people to reach you? And then I've got a couple more questions for you. Yeah. Pat at AFP, AFP marketing.com. Cool. Okay. So the interesting thing about this is because, cause I, cause I've seen the way that it's, it, it is laid out and you mentioned the phrase evergreen assets, right? Evergreen assets. And then that's exactly what this is because effectively what you end up with is you, you get these images of you, not only on the cover, but like on this really nice inside spread. And it's something that you can share on social media. So you get that immediate boost of credibility just by sharing that with your audience. And you get the permanent credibility boost of being able to say you were featured on it and having it like prominent on your website. And even if people haven't heard of the magazine, right? Um, it does like that so much doesn't matter. Now, granted, you know, if you get featured on the cover of fortune, that's going to move the needle maybe a little bit more, even though they don't get much online readership either. Um, I, I've had one of my buddies wrote for fortune for years and said he hardly ever got any website traffic off those articles. Um, so, so the big ones, like it's, it's really shifted to where even getting featured in Inc or, or fast company or whatever, it's not that you get a ton of traffic from it necessarily. It's like yes. a badge of honor, right? And it's this is the, the same social, proof. social proof, social proof. Exactly. Yeah. So that, so that, that, that's what caught my interest about it. And so like for anyone that's in my audience, since we serve the same type of people, you guys should absolutely consider this because your audience that sees you featured on the cover of a magazine here, like to me, here's what's going on in their mind. Somebody else is validating the influencer I look up to. Mm-hmm. right? They may not know the magazine, but the magazine is super credible. The, the covers look great. You know what I'm saying? So like it just, it's one of those things where if you're in somebody's tribe and you're following somebody, you don't want to feel like you're following a John the Baptist type that everybody hates and despises or doesn't know about, right? You want to, you want to, <laughs> you want to feel like you're following a person that's well-respected at the top of a pecking order, uh, is well-connected, and, and is extremely credible to other people. And so to me, that's what's interesting about an opportunity like this. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so I just want to encourage people to check it out uh, and, go, and go see all the, the awesome people you've had on the magazine before. But yeah, it's really interesting how, and I want to tie this back to your journey. It's really interesting how the idea for this came from you trying to get your clients better results and maximizing the assets that you already had. You're like, look, we're already producing videos. 
we can turn the, we're already writing scripts for them so that they can say things like, hey, let's find another way to maximize this. And that led to this whole new, really interesting, unique idea, but it was all driven by the fact that you're trying to get people better results. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Right. And that, to me, that's one and, of the best things we can keep in mind, especially as an agency owner. Yeah. And give them another piece of content to be sharing. Mm-hmm. So uh, my concept was um, our clients typically were doing two videos a month. So they have one video one week and two weeks later they have another video. And so now they have this magazine. If they're a contributor, they have the magazine that comes out. So that gives them content to share. If they're on the cover, they have that to share all month long because they have the cover to share. Like you mentioned, they have the inside article. Mm-hmm. We do the podcast, so they have that to share. Mm-hmm. And so it's, and then we, our website, soar to success magazine.com features them on the um, front of the um, homepage of the website too, during the month that they're on the cover. So they've got four different ways that they can be sharing this one little piece of content. Not just one time the cover goes out on social media and then they put it on their website. Yeah, and, and this is also going out because you mentioned you've got a great email list. We're talking about tens of thousands of, of people. So there, there is a legitimate audience that is used to receiving this content. It's not just going out there into the ether and then it's all up to you to share on social media to get any exposure. So I just want to yeah. clarify that. Like that's part of why this works is that you basically pulled together all the assets that you had put it into a really unique package with a very clear and compelling idea behind it, which is, would you like to be on the cover of a magazine? (laughs) Right. And who in their right mind is a thought leader, speaker, (laughs) author, what coach, whatever, that doesn't say an automatic yes to that. Like I mentioned it to one of my clients after you and I got off the phone the other day, she's like, well, I want to be on the cover of a magazine, (laughs) right? Like that's that's what everybody's response is. And to me, that's the best definition of, do you have a clear and compelling idea is when you tell it to an ideal client in one or two sentences, they go, well, I want that. Like, how do I learn more about that? <laughs> yeah, right. And if we've got that, like it just makes everything else in the business easier. So that to me, that, that's, my, um, that's my tip of the cap to you, but also my yeah, recommendation thanks. for the audience is keep chipping away until you find that thing because you found it. You've got that clear and compelling idea. When you meet someone at an event and you tell them that's what you do, like I know what the response is because it was my <laughs> response, which is, oh, wow, that's really cool. How do I learn more? Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And it's so fun too, because I get to know uh, the person that's on the cover Mm -hmm. through, just like you do through your podcasts, you know, but, uh, but I wasn't having that opportunity with so many different people before. And so it brings me a lot of joy to do those interviews. I, I really, really like to find the best in people to, because we write this feature article about them and then they send us the images to put in there. But um, but it's really fun to figure out well, what is this secret sauce behind this person, mm-hmm. D- much like what you do. Yeah, yeah, and it's a lot of fun, isn't it? Um, yeah. And then uh, since you're since you're too modest to have name dropped already, please name drop a couple of the people that have been on the cover that folks in the audience would know. Well, Mike Michalowicz is the person that's on the cover of March, sort of mm-hmm. success. And uh, that was a delight because he is just a really hilarious guy to talk to. And so I just had a blast in my interview with him. Um, A very well-known coach, Karen Capella. Mm -hmm. You know, my people are um, micro famous. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure if you know the name Karen Capella, but she also teaches for the ICF and is big in the coaching world. Mm -hmm. She was also fabulous. I had the woman who um, founded Power the frozen pizza crust. Mm, Now it's a frozen food company. They have other um, products too. She was the winner of uh, the National Association of Women Business Owners Business Woman of the Year Award in um, 
October. And so, uh, so I met her and asked her, you know, would she like to be on the cover? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And it's the perfect networking opportunity for you too, because basically any high level person that you run across, uh, that's the most natural thing that you can ask them uh, is, yeah. to, is to be on the cover of the magazine. Yeah, and she um, th- she was different than my normal type of client who is an author or something, you know. So mm-hmm. it was interesting to talk to her about her story and how she started and, you know, how they've made a lot of money. And then uh, I also had a lot of fun with uh, these two millennials, Kay and Shy, who are um, – they do a cool little podcast – and they're uh, part of the John Maxwell team. They're the marketing gurus for the John Maxwell team. Oh, interesting. Um, plus, they also run a franchise business called Squeeze In, a restaurant business. And so um, it, was, it was very hard to take everything that fabulous that they do and, mm-hmm. you know, get it into this five-page or six-page article. But, um, but God, they were a delight to talk to, too. Yeah, that's a fun challenge. Yeah, and if anybody does, uh, you mentioned microfamous because yeah, each of those people are famous in their spaces. Uh, Michael McAllowis is the guy that wrote Profit First. So if anybody doesn't recognize the name right off the bat, because it's a mouthful to say, uh, Michael McAllowitz. Uh, yeah, he's written uh, Profit First. He wrote uh, Clockwork, which was amazing. He's also got a um, a podcast called Entrepreneurship Elevated. Yeah. So yeah, so if you don't recognize the names, then maybe you're just not in their market because they're all big names in their space, which is the yeah. whole yeah, it, it, it fits right with microfamous. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, Pat, this has been awesome. I appreciate you sharing your, your story and, and then the tactical, practical things that people can do and how to look at video and all that fun stuff. So let's just cover it again. So you've got your email and then they can go to soar to successmagazine.com, correct? They can go there and they can uh, click on the archives page and look at the archives. Um, but reaching out to me at pat at afpmarketing.com is the best way to directly reach me. Perfect. That's awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. This is a blast. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate you having me on. Thanks for listening to the Microfamous Podcast. If you're ready to become famously influential to the right people, connect with us at getmicrofamous.com. It's the best way to take the next step to implementing the Microfamous strategy in your business so you can attract an audience, build influence, and become the Microfamous leader you're meant to be. And we'll see you on the next episode.